Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast, your source of accountability, inspiration, and motivation to become your best and reach your fullest potential every day. Our motto, it's simple, to use our determination to crush our everyday leadership tasks so that we dominate in our delivery of services and products to our clients and achieve victory and personal growth, profitability, and creating environments for those around us to prosper. Let's get this show started. Welcome back to the Centurion Leadership Battalion Podcast. I'm your host, Elena, here again with another Q&A episode for you. And before I bring Justin on, I just want to encourage you to leave us a review, leave us a rating, share the podcast with anyone in your life that would benefit from our content and our topics. They don't have to be a business leader or a brand owner. They can just be someone that has these characteristics or is trying to build themselves up get into some more self-development. We would love to have them join the CLB community. As always, you can follow us over on Instagram and Facebook at Centurion Leadership Battalion. And we would love to build a little more um, with our ratings and our reviews. And I want to introduce today's topic, but before that, I want to thank everyone who voted for food service partners in the Georgia Business Journal Best of Georgia competition. It was such a great thing to be a part of, getting to know so many other brands, getting to have a lot of people rally behind us and just boost our business and what we're trying to do outside of the Centurion Leadership Battalion. And that is what led us to our question today. And I'm going to bring Justin on. Um, And Justin, are you with us? I am here. Hello, everyone. Awesome. So for today's question, the question is, how can you lead in manufacturing in these times? I would love for you to dive a little more into that question. I know you have many, many years in the manufacturing space, and we'd love to hear from you. Well, I think the first thing, honestly, is let's identify what the problems that we're having, especially in manufacturing. One is the supply chain screwed up, like really, really, like I would say fucked up, not to curse, but to to just use it as the extremity that we're dealing with, the extremeness of how messed up our supply chain is. The second thing in manufacturing that we're seeing is there's no drivers or truck drivers coming into the world to be truck drivers anymore. So on top of a messed up supply chain, we have a distribution chain that's got more than enough trucks, but not enough drivers. And so there's that. And then the third, the third thing is, is what do we do about labor during this time when the government's still continuing to pay people enough to make it worth staying home versus coming to work, regardless of offering, you know, $8,000 bonus, sign-on bonuses and you know, eighteen twenty dollars an hour minimum wage now, you know, for these companies. So I don't offer the bonuses, but I do know other companies do. And I try to hold my pay structure um, as much as possible and make it more value-based and purpose-based and leadership-based where we're gaining people bumps in the road, uh, little increases, you know, as we can try to grow things, at least in Georgia. And eventually we'll be implementing more of it across the whole company to help deal with these times. The problem is there's not enough labor. Um, So if you're trying to get more labor, you're trying to get blood out of a stone. 
in some cases, that's what it feels like. Um, how do you do it? And really it's how do you lead in manufacturing during hard times? You've got to promote leadership in a way that you've never done before. You've got to make sure the staff that you have, regardless of what you feel they, they have or don't have, you've got to go to a growth mindset and you've got to grow every individual, regardless if they're there, if they're only three days, you've got to put the time in, even if they, they might leave. Because the leadership in your building with limited amount of staff, that's the difference. And that's why this podcast, why one of the reasons we're doing it, not only for the world, but also so it can be reflected back in the FSP to the employees. So I'm giving one message. They're hearing the same thing as everyone else. They just already have two and a half years of experience in Centurion leadership and 23 years experience under leadership strategies like these. I wouldn't say similar to this because our leadership strategy as a company, as FSP, and mine personally, regardless of my beliefs, has 100% had to change during COVID, during the hard times. Way back when we had the real estate crisis, we changed as a company. You heard on a previous podcast about me going back to graduate school. That was one of the reasons. I had pivoted and dodged all of those things to keep us afloat, but I needed to grow more for the next thing. And the next thing, which happened to prepare me, which we talked about experience in the last podcast, was because of that experience, I was prepared for what's happening now in the hardship. I, was, I went to school, I learned about international problems, I learned about international food trade, I earned, learned about how food, beverages, alcohol, everything moves across the globe when I went to, did the one MBA program. That was my focus. And everyone else were country and school and books absolutely was doing that too. I was also integrating myself into every kind of thing I could with every professor from every university we are part of to try to get the information that I could get. With their readings, studying them, you know, you don't even have to contact them anymore. Their publish publications are out there, whether they feel about the supply chain in India, what's going on with food crisis and wherever you can find this stuff. And so Back to what I'm talking about is if you're going to lead through hard times, one, you've got to go expose yourself to the world and gain experience like we've talked in the last podcast. And we will continue to talk about experience and exposure in different ways in new podcasts. But the important part being is that I was prepared in the best way that I could be. Okay, it happened. What do we do? What's the situation? How do we pivot? Honestly, how's the government handling it in this case? And what does that mean for us? So, you know, it also means that we are exposed to something that we have employees that may get sick and pass away. That's hard times. That doesn't make people want to come to work. So how do you do it? Um, you, you know, you, you know, you lead, you encourage leadership, you grow the people that are willing to work. You make it so those people are then attractive back in their communities to attract the people in their communities to work for you because the best, honestly, salesman that you have on a regular basis is your employees. Like that's your best salesperson, period. So if you're in hard times and you're having financial problems, you need to invest in the leaders. And I know everyone's like, turn around and they leave and whatever. I've heard all the excuses and the consulting and people and mentoring and the advice and whatever. And I'm like, seriously, 
it does not matter. As long as you're doing the right thing, you're encouraging the leadership and growth, you eventually will end up with a group of leaders. It may take 18 months, very possibly, at least. But you need to develop that leadership. You need to shrink down your teams and you need to look at more of a pivot and attack. So if you're a straight line manufacturing, how are you going to do with less people? What is that you have to lean out? What is it that you have to be aware of? How can your team do it differently? Like we really have to look at the way we do things with less people. And it's a weird thing, right? Because in a world where we're worried about automation and losing our jobs and everything else, we're seriously not going to work. And we're dependent on the government to do it, which is a whole funny thing, which we want to talk about leading through hardship is the government shouldn't be the thing that keeps us afloat. It should be us that keeps us afloat. Like the government's job is not to be our parent or a babysitter. The government's job is to provide structure in our life. So we have boundaries so we can have freedoms and liberty to succeed, at least in the United States. And so that being said, the people that are willing to work, that do believe that it's in their, their right to make their own life, that are coming to work because they believe that they should and they can and they need it, they're already a leap ahead. And it's funny because people used to be like, oh, it's not an honor just to show up to work. That doesn't mean shit. It's right. It does not mean shit to show up to work. It doesn't. They're, like everyone, if you're going to commit to work, you should show up to work. Fundamentally, Absolutely. But the fact in the world today is that it's so hard for people to show up to work because of all the fear mongering and the stuff that's going on. Yes, I don't disagree with the statistics. I'm not going to argue one way or the other, but we have to be realistic about there are people that need to work. There are people that want to work and grow, and we should provide them the opportunities to do it, especially in manufacturing. And we need to do it and be responsible in a safe way. But if they're there and they're already leading by being there, listen to what I'm saying. They're already telling you they're leaders. They're trying to go out and work. Maybe not all of them. Maybe some fall off. But they are there. They're telling you. In today's day and age, they have courage. They're willing to lead. They want to go out and do stuff. They need money. And even if they're slow or whatever, I'm telling you, it can change if you have a growth mindset. Stop being fixed. So you want to grow, you want manufacturing to be, it's a tangible thing. You can see the change like that in people's attitudes, in your manufacturing, in your efficiency, show up with a smile, be happy, do more things, give them a little more time off, you know, or do something like a three hour paid, you know, party every month. I don't know what it is and you'll have to figure it out in your bottom line but you need to give back in a way that you haven't given before. And that is in a way that's not just giving them a skill inside your business or inside manufacturing. That means that you have to give them a skill that is a life skill. And in my case, and in our company, I use leadership as that life skill. And obviously why I'm doing the podcast, I believe it's an essential life skill in every aspect of your life, but that's me. That's, food service partners. That's my personality echoing out in the podcast and echoing out in all the businesses that I run because, you know, 
all of us are also the brands in our businesses or in our communities or in whatever. We are the brands. We represent, whether we realize it or not, we are the salesperson of our communities, of our business, of whatever. So not only are we doing it as the leader, but if we're expecting our employees to do it, we should probably give them a reason to, which is be proud of who they are, be proud of their purpose in life, and give them a purpose. Let them grow humans also. Not just like we do children, but grow humans. Let them lead and learn how to lead and let them feel that they have purpose and, and love and kindness and care in their life because they're able to give something to someone. Like that's what it is. Like we've lost the whole thing. We, we jump around jobs so much. We're, we're behind like phones. We, you know, we don't love means something different. We, we've changed definitions of words. We've eliminated definitions of words completely. And so I get all of it and I get the social unrest and the structure and the, the thing and the speaking up and leading 100%. But I also get that we still have to have an economy and we still have to go to work and we still need manufacturing as our core business in this country and in every country. If you want to protect your country, you need farming and you need manufacturing, period. You give entirely those things up, you're vulnerable to anything. And I don't care what kind of peaceful world we think we live in, there is always someone that will be born today, tomorrow, whatever, that's going to be a narcissist or a dictator or whatever that has a different point of view that maybe hasn't even been born yet. So how do you defend against that? You start with educating and leadership, in my opinion and unconditionally loving the human, which means growing that human. And we'll do a podcast on leading with unconditional love for sure. Cause I recently just did a post on it and I feel like it's important right now in the world that we're in, but leading is growing the human and letting them be leaders in their lives, leaders in their community and let them echo and glow that leadership, especially after a year or 18 months, they're going to be a beacon of hope, a beacon of promise, a beacon for your business, for your clients to come to, for, for new employees, for suppliers, even the hardship. Everyone's having a hard time. Like, shit, bills are hard to pay all the time. We get in half the supplies we need. We run into a bill problem. It's a freaking juggling app right now. And any given day, Food Service Partners has millions of dollars out there. It's basically at loan to whoever's it at right now. Because that's basically, in order to survive right now, we basically extended ourselves because I've had to do it vertically to grow our business and bring in the employees and grow the people. That's what it takes. How much risk are you willing to take? Well, the risk is for survival at this point. So if you're a manufacturer and you're in blue collar business, your job, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's whatever is more important now than ever, whether it's a farmer, which I won't call manufacturing, but it is industrialized. It's important right now, more important than ever, because it is our defense. It is how we build moral character through experience, because there's nothing like seeing things tangibly completed. You know, it's why Disney World, Walt Disney puts someone in the costume. Every employee has to take time at a park in the costume once a year for one day. They need to experience what it's like. They need the grounding. So you need to go back in your manufacturing. You need to get in there with the employees, start experiencing some of the hardship, seeing that you're there with them, start cleaning the toilet, start doing whatever you can do, fill the gaps. And they're going to say, no, sir, no boss. 
I got you, whatever. Nope. I expect you guys to do it. I'm going to do it too. You're going to work weekends. I'm working weekends too. Yeah, shit. I don't have fucking time to work weekends, you're saying. And I have my family and everything. You're going to have to make it work. Because I guarantee you, your family and whoever in your life right now, two years from now, are going to be that much more grateful to you. I grew up with a father that traveled around the world, you know, catering airlines. That's how we got in the food business. That's why we're in the food business. He went and did that from Marriott to Caterer all over the world. He was gone most of the time. It fucking sucked as a child, like, why is my dad on the road all the time? But the benefits I have now, the benefits my family had, you know, up until that point was awesome. But what I also learned from that and that is that he was totally subject to someone else, totally subject to a different board of directors, totally subject to how the business was run by everyone else's opinion and the public and the shareholders. Great. That's the business. So when shit hit the fan and he had to figure things out and food service partners started I learned that it's much, much, much better to lead your own life, to lead the life that you want. Even if I have to go work for someone else, I get to choose. And I would rather be poor plumbing than rich and unhappy in all my relationships. And so that being said, I just combine the two. I get to be a blue collar person. I work hard in manufacturing. I have white collar businesses. I get to be whatever I am, but I'm not above any of it. And white collar, blue collar, it doesn't matter to me. I believe that the, the people that are in the manufacturing that are leading today, that are showing up to work, those are your white collar leaders of the future. It's not the person coming out of school anymore. Unless that person from school is willing to get in and start at the bottom in the manufacturing or that person coming out of school is like Elena, like we said, that gained that experience for that position while they were in school. That's what's needed. And we put people in positions and we're paying them way too much money and we're not even being competitive on an international market at all, white collar, blue collar, whatever. We've thrown it to the wind what it actually means to be competitive. So we're throwing more money at something with less people and we've provided them less skills for the world by reducing the education systems, reducing the economy and the world and reducing our access to growth. So you as the manufacturer or you as the entrepreneur or whatever, and you now can apply this to any business or any community, I'll give it to you all, is that if you're not growing, no one else is. And if you're expecting your teachers to do it in your schools, no offense to all the teachers, but I'm pretty sure that we're not growing humans in the way that we should. And so when we treat it as a job and everyone goes to work, fuck that. Right? What the hell is the point of it? Why are we doing this? What is our purpose? No wonder we're a bunch of groupless, mindless zombies. And our education system makes us that way. No offense, we're meant to push numbers. And like Elena said before in another podcast, our education systems do better when they're interactive and we gain experience in it. I was fortunate. I went to a school that we still did mechanical stuff. We still did electric. We still did plumbing. We still did stuff like that. We still did architecture for your own home and had to design things. So you could be a decent, well-rounded man because it was all boys school, but I did do that. And I was fortunate, but I recommend that everyone gains that same fortune because a person without well-roundedness is not interesting. So they're not going to be appealing. 
And so if you want success in someone's life or even your kid's life or anywhere in your business, you've got to promote them to be more attractive. And you can be like, oh, that person's so ugly, fugly, that they'll never get anyone. Bullshit. We as humans think looks matter. Looks are an indicator. We don't actually grasp onto them other than what matters. We actually grab onto looks, whatever. We create love. We then, oh, that person's so beautiful. They must be beautiful on the inside. But reality will tell you that the relationships that last, that the people that have long-term love, that have long-term friendships have confidence. Confidence inside and outside those relationships, inside and outside their businesses, inside and outside of that. And that comes from leadership. And I'm on a little bit of a tangent. I don't know why. But my point being is that wherever it is in your life right now, these hard times justify leading and getting outside of yourself and stepping up and doing it. I don't love, you think I want to like tell the world all my issues and get on a podcast and do this? You know, I guess I do. It's my purpose. But at the same time, I have other things that I could be doing with my family, with my business, whatever. But I'm doing it because I believe in the greater good. I believe in a higher purpose. I believe that each human is here for a set period of time because that is what we're supposed to do. That if we live forever, we lose the fact that we're supposed to grow another generation. And that we may not like the divine design and all of it, nature or God, however we want to look at it, but its purpose is that fundamental fact. And if we look at our purpose as all animals, all humans, all beings is reproduce, 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 that is our basic primal purpose. But what is the greater purpose as the higher being on the planet, the highest being? And if we want to look at it as being a higher being, it means what is it spiritually we're trying to get to? And so for every, every human, it is purpose. Whether you go to psychology or not, everyone's always trying to make sure you understand what your life is worth and what value you're trying to gain out of so you have a good meaning of life, so you have peace of mind. So how do you do that in manufacturing during the hard times? You give people more than they've ever been given before in the business world during this time. And that's love. That's leadership training, that's life skills, that's friendships, that's caring and empathy and open heart policies like you've never seen before. And it's really, you know, more than ever right now, I will tell you personally, from Justin Bizarro's standpoint, there is way less time and room for Justin Bizarro in this world right now than ever before. And that's interesting because I'm out here doing a podcast, vocalizing my voice to thousands of people potentially. But the, but what I'm telling you in this experience in manufacturing in life is you need to put yourself at the bottom and the hierarchy has switched. I may be at the top as the leader, but I'm actually at the bottom. I need to make sure everyone is comfortable and I need to fill the gaps. Problem, clean the toilets. Problem, I will paint a wall. Yes, I have paperwork and emails and all the things that I'm responsible to everyone through. I do not neglect those. I do not neglect one for the other, but I am aware that I can be efficient with my time. I can be efficient with my people and I can go lead 
And by leading go cleaning toilets and leading by go painting and leading by picking up cigarette butts and leading by go out and manufacturing in the kitchen, I'm actually encouraging everyone else to do it. The fucking owner's doing that. You should hear the employees. He's the owner? What? Like, it is a total fucking shock that I'm out there on the manufacturing floor or I'm in the podcast studio or that I'm wearing jeans and fucking Air Jordan and a t-shirt to work. I'm a normal dude because that's what it takes right now. Normalcy, consistency, being a normal person, being myself, being true to who I am in a world that's trying to make us all universal and follow a universal system to try to get everyone to be healthy. Guess what? Health is not universal. Communism proved that. When you feed everyone bread and fucking potatoes in the same diet, plant-based, not plant-based, it's not going to fucking do well. And people are going to starve when you have a famine. You can't be reliant on one thing. So manufacturing, again, more important than ever. Grow your business. Diversify your employees' knowledge. Gain more. More entrepreneurs get into manufacturing. Go out there. Take over these blue-collar jobs. Start a trucking company. Their trucking is, is struggling right now. Start a supply chain company. Figure out how to fix the system. That's what I'm doing, vertically integrating, leading the employees. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe 10 years down the road, everybody's like, oh, you see Justin got on the podcast and he was wrong. Fuck it. At least I'm moving forward. I don't care. As long as everyone's growing and people are growing in the business. And you, we all need to do that. And I'm saying it like, and I'm wound up and I'm passionate because I don't see how else we're going to survive. And I'm not talking about survival, like as death, I'm talking about survival of an economy. I'm talking about survival of freedom. I'm talking about survival of our food systems. I'm talking about survival of the health in our food systems and the access we have to diversity in health. And I'm not talking about bio, bio, whatever and pharmaceuticals like those are all great those are all quick ways to get things resolved and to provide to solve a problem that we created through poor dieting poor exercise poor health poor leading in our own lives all those things so what skill am i saying if you want to do well how do you lead through hard times give people the leadership skills to lead themselves through their own life to be healthier to be healthier to be less dependent on other people like the government so they can lead the life that they want to lead so they can have control over their life in the way that they can and it's a funny thing we really have no control over our life but when we learn to lead ourselves we certainly influence our life greatly and so that's where i'm going to leave it is that teach people to influence their life greatly and lead in their own life and um, Elena, I'm, I don't know if you have more to add or stuff like that. And I know this was a topic that was more oriented towards my knowledge and manufacturing and what I'm going through, but I just hope the audience gets a lot out of this. Um, as a leader and as an entrepreneur, I believe it's your duty. I don't care whether it's religious or not. For me, it's a, a little bit spiritual, um, and walking in the light of God, but I don't know what it is for everyone else, but I can tell you everywhere I've been in the world, ultimately, if you look down to the basis of all things spiritually, it is the growth of the human. And it's also what comes next and why we need to do now to support the benefit of what comes next. Next generation, regeneration, I don't care, reincarnation, look at it. It's growth of the human. It's growth of the world. It's growth of our planet. It's a huge responsibility. And 
I'm sorry, I keep going. I said I was going to let Elena talk, and I just talked over her. So, Elena, go ahead. No problem. Uh, I appreciate you sharing all of that. I think it'll be really helpful for those that work in that space um, and can really learn just from the success that you have had. Um, I think everything that you shared was was very valuable. And as always, you can follow Justin on his personal Instagram. Justin, I believe it's just Justin Bizarro um, on Instagram. Is is that correct? Yeah. Just Justin Bizarro. Oh no, it's just Justin Bizarro. Sorry. No problem. Yeah, we can link that too um, for everyone. And he also is pretty active on our CLB Instagram. So you can always connect with him there. But he has lots of wisdom that he shares there in addition to what we share over on our Instagram. So I'm sure he would love to have you join him there. But we appreciate everything you shared, Justin. And we appreciate you guys all for being a part of what we're doing and listening in. And we will be back with you next week. Awesome. Thank you, Elena. And I appreciate everyone. I hope you got a lot out of this podcast and please share it like Elena said, and please give us reviews. Um, please subscribe and follow and turn on the automatic downloads. Our numbers are growing, but obviously if you're getting anything out of it, we're doing it for free. So we just ask that, you know, you pay the dues, which is share. If you like it, write a review and, you know, spread the love because I think you'll become a greater, better leader if you share leadership. Uh, at least I've found that true myself. The more I share leadership like this podcast, the better leader I'm becoming. So thank you, everyone. All right, everyone have a great rest of your day.